Hey there, everyone. This is Dave DeBow. Welcome to another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today, it is my pleasure to be interviewing a, an old marketing acquaintance that we've known each other for quite a few years, a fellow Canadian real estate entrepreneur, and an overall good guy and a rock star in more ways than ones, Mr. Nick Karadza. Nick, how are you doing today? Good, Dave. Good, 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 good. Thanks for having me. I, I just, I listened to the name of it, Property Profits Podcast. If you put one more P in there, there's no way I could say it. <laughs> I was like, this is three, three times in a row. It doesn't work. <laughs> so, Nick, for folks, and definitely very, very, everybody, I'm thinking pretty much everybody, at least in Southern Ontario, who has anything to do with real estate, definitely knows who the heck Nick Karadz is. But for some folks, it might be in the States or in other parts of Canada. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and, and how you got into real estate investing in the first place? Yeah, totally. So I can I can tell you, I appreciate you saying that, but there's a lot of people that have not heard of us or Rockstar or anyone on our team, So even in Southern Ontario. But look, I got it started investing in real estate when I was 21, bought my first property, didn't know any better about a you know, beat-down two-bedroom bungalow flipped it, I guess, three or four months. The reason I did that was I actually got started. I went to a Robert Allen seminar, Robert Allen and Mark Victor Hansen, when they came on their book tour for the One Minute Millionaire. I remember that. Yeah. So they came on their book tour and I went to that and they were talking about real estate. You know, they were doing their, their thing for their coaching and that type of thing. And I'm like, I remember sitting there, I'm like, you know what? I think I was showing me the picture on the bowl and that stuff. And I'm like, I can do this. I can invest in real estate too. So that's how I started. And I got started out of frustration. I was working a government job, which I know is the holy grail to a lot of people. And there's a lot of perks of the government job. I was very frustrated because of the, the glass ceiling that you would butt up against for pay raises and responsibility and that type of stuff. Dude, I, I, you're only 21. How, how did you even have enough time to start getting all frustrated? So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it was my, my working on the construction site when I was younger with my dad who would like, chased me around the construction site to make sure I was working hard and fast enough, right? Yeah, they go from that to a government job. Yeah, I can, I can. <laughs> but so that's why I got started. I was like, you know, I can do more with my time. I have a lot of free time here. It wasn't taking, I wasn't chewing up a lot of my life to look to do very well in that position. And I wanted, I wanted more for myself. And that's when I kind of started looking at real estate as an avenue. Nice, 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 nice. So I know you've, you've done a variety of different things, and I think you probably do some deals with your brother as well. Yep. What's kind of your, what's your main focus as far as a, a particular real estate investing strategy goes? So, so we do. So my brother and I have, you know, we started out kind of investing ourselves, and then we started doing some stuff together, and then we do have some things ourselves beyond that, and then the majority is together. And we don't really have one strategy, you know, because we do have student properties. We, we, we do do rent homes. We do buy and hold. We do fix up some properties. We're getting some commercial stuff. So there is a variety of different kind of like areas we're playing in. Yeah. However, the common theme amongst them all is that we're looking to buy, hold, and own assets. So we want, we want to build an asset base underneath ourselves that, we can, that can support our lifestyle or our lives going forward. And by always kind of buying and selling and, and entering and exiting markets, and you're generating some cash, which is good, but we, you know, after a certain amount of short-term cash, we felt that we needed to start acquiring long-term assets. And we just looked at other, just other countries that have a little bit more history and stuff than that us, and more kind of long generational family lines. We're like, how did these 
types of people get all this wealth. And then we, we realized that one of the biggest commonalities, they just started owning things. Mm. And it wasn't like owning things like it's mine, but 95% of it is the, is the banks because I, you know, I owe all this money on the mortgage. It was really like owning assets. So it's a very old school way of thinking in some ways, but it served us pretty well. And we've taken it from some history. Don't get me wrong. We do borrow and we do leverage different yeah. things, but our goal is to, you know, if in a perfect world, I would just buy more and more properties and never have to sell any. Yeah, and, you, and not only that, but you'd buy them and you'd really be pushing towards owning them debt free. Yeah, that's, that's totally challenge. yeah, because it just it changes it just changes. Our, our accountant once told us it, this was about principal property. Yeah, our accountant who'd been around a long time started mutual funds with a big company that's I'm forgetting the name, but he said, look, he goes that he goes real the people that I've seen generate real wealth, none of them have a mortgage on the property. He goes, not a single one. And I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. And again, that was principal residence, but it just started my mind going down this path that I'm like, huh, that's a very interesting point. And then we bought our first property overseas and there was no financing available. We bought it all, we bought it all cash. Hmm. And I was like, wow, this is a really different feeling. Like there's no payments to be made or anything. Like this is really new to me. And it was kind of cool. So it aligned with everything that we were doing. And, and that's well, just out of curiosity, what kind of properties are you buying overseas? I know that's not your main thing, but, but what no, kind of- no, this was, so it was a, it's a property on the Adriatic coast in Croatia, our father's Croatian. So, so we're right on the coast there. We, we love it down there all, by all the islands and, and it's a beautiful, beautiful coast. That's on my bucket list to go visit that country. That's yeah. Hit me up and I'll meet, I'll meet up with you. And I know some of the best restaurants down there. We're going to enjoy our best views with, at some of the best restaurants. So we'll yeah. enjoy your time. So we planned to rent it when we weren't there and we liked it so much. We don't even rent it. We go there for about a month, a month every year. And we, we, some of our family uses it when we're not there. Some friends have stayed there. Like we're, we don't rent it to them. We just let them use it. Mm-hmm. And we actually don't, we don't even rent it. So it's, it's not even an income property. It's like, it might be the worst investment we ever made. Other, other than from a lifestyle point of view. It's and, a, been, and, a, and a mindset and a peace of mind point of view, just having that yeah. oasis to go to. It's been nice. And the memories with the family, you know, I feel very fortunate that, so I'm definitely biased towards real estate because of what it's allowed me to do for 10 years. I've been able to take off there for a month every summer and spend a month in Europe going to different cities with my family, which is really nice, right? That's beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. So Nick, I I told you before we jumped on the call, chances are we'll get to some of the questions I sent you. Chances are we'll go completely off the track. So I want to take us in a completely different direction right now because you and I are both marketing nerds. We originally met way back when with the Glazer Kennedy gang. Yeah. Dan Kennedy being a big guru, Bill Glazer being a big guru for us. So what I'd like to explore for a minute or two with you is is some of your ideas and some of your thoughts around marketing and finding good deals and or motivated sellers. So what what can you, and I know you weren't prepared for that question, mm-hmm. but I just thought you're the perfect guy to talk to about that. So what's some of your insights or some of your thoughts about that? Well, look, the two biggest things that we did for that that got us the most response, and I'd have to go back, and I don't know, I wasn't tracking things at that time to the point where I knew what would be the most effective and that gave me the best deals or that type of thing. Yeah. The two things we tried that both made the phone rings ring are very, very basic. One was those bag signs, those ba- you know, ba- bag signs, banded signs, whatever you want to call yeah. them on the road, those plastic bag signs. I got well, years ago when I first started investing, it said, I buy houses 
and it was four one six six hundred I buy. I remember the the number because I thought it was I thought it was a marketing genius. I'm like six hundred I buy. I'm like no one's gonna forget that number. That's this is the best marketing tactic ever. And I had a pager. Remember pagers? I had a yeah, pager that they would leave a message. Yeah, and they would leave a message, and my pager would go off, and I check the message and call them back. So those signs get the phone to ring though. They definitely get the phone ring. And the other thing we had success with was the old school yellow, yellow letter campaign. Yeah, the, the legal pad. The legal. And I'm sure you've probably talked about it, you know, in the past. And, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, it's just a piece of yellow lined paper. We would write a letter on it. And then we would, a black Sharpie, right? Black Sharpie, absolutely. Yeah. And then we would photocopy it and we'd take it to our printer who would, he'd be like, this paper's too thin. I can't even put it through a machine. So I'm like, just do it. <laughs> and it would get jammed, but eventually enough would come out. And we sent a bunch of those out and those work surprisingly well as well because they look like a legitimate, like a, like you've hand addressed, you know, handwritten each one of those, yeah. even when they're photocopied. But if I had to, if I had to do something today, I would definitely, I definitely try some stuff online, but those two things you can revert back to and the phone will ring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That sounds like good old fashioned, good old school stuff in the, and the circle ad classified circle ad. In, the, in yeah. the classified section when people used to read newspapers and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. yeah, some things just, you know, there's certain, some principles of things don't change, you know? Yeah. Well, so you guys, I mean, I, I know um, you and Tom have created a, an amazing brokerage, a real estate brokerage, and that's, I'm guessing, I could be wrong, but I'm imagining that's where a lot of your deals are coming from these days, or that's when you're, when you're, where you're seeing properties. Are there any other things that you guys are doing to create deal flow for your own for your own portfolios? No, see, it's been because of the area that we've been in, right? So Southern Ontario area has been such an active real estate market for a period of time. There hasn't been as, I mean, they exist. They definitely exist, but there hasn't been as much of an opportunity to be able to pick up, you know, these, these kind of like off-market deals because anyone can list the property and sell it very quickly at a decent price you know, so it's, it's limited what we used to is we didn't, we used to do more of that stuff in the past when the market turned, we lost an advantage that way right. because they're like, well, why would I deal with you guys? I mean, yeah, you can close quick, but you know what? I can put a for sale sign on my lawn and there's going to be five other people lined up to buy it and they'll all close quick too. And they're not looking for those favorable terms. They just, they just need to get a property. Right. So, so it has made it more difficult. Sell, seller motivation has declined drastically. Oh my gosh, yeah. Especially in the area we play in. And we play in this typically for our residential stuff. We do play in the starter home category. And then, you know, we've, there's barely been a hiccup, even with the slowdown in other areas. There's barely been a hiccup in the areas we play in with the starter home category. So I haven't been able to kind of do much else that way in, in you know, the relatively recent, uh, recent past. Right. Okay. Very, very cool. So Nick, I know you and Tom are very, very active, not only real estate investors yourselves, you're, you're also, you've also got a, a brokerage. Last time I heard you had, God knows, 20 plus people working in your office. It's probably way more than that now. And you're, you're rocking and rolling with groups out in your area. You've got real estate clubs and sub clubs and branch clubs, and you've got all sorts of stuff going on on the go there. What are what are some of the, you know, now that you've been teaching and training this stuff for, for a long time, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making when they first get involved in real estate? How long do we have? 
<laughs> 17 minutes what are we going to do how the one that just popped into your mind first what's the yeah. biggest screw up people do look i i think there's a lot right and it depends on the type of person and depends on what what they're doing but i think initially what always comes to mind first is people want to invest in real estate because there's some sort of financial reason right so there's always some sort of finance it's an investment they want to return on their investment which is great so there's a financial reason they want to make money however there's different ways to make money even within real estate and there's kind of a lifestyle decision around that as well. And, you know, we're strong believers that you have to figure out what you want that money for or what you're looking to do. Is it short-term? Is it long-term? What are you willing to sacrifice? And then build the portfolio around the plan that you're trying to achieve. So set, you know, put, put the stake in the ground and then go reach it instead of just going saying, well, I don't know, like real estate, I heard I need to invest in real estate. It's a good opportunity. And then they just go buy a property. And there's not real much thought into it. There's not real much research into it. And you don't want to, you don't have to research too much. Like you don't want to just like for three years try to study investing in real estate. You're buying a, if you're buying a single family residential property, it's not rocket science, right? So you don't need that much, but understand what you're doing and understand if that particular investment, the, the property and the strategy you're choosing to use is actually going to get you one step closer to where you want to be. And the reason why I share this is because my initial goal when I was investing in real estate was I wanted enough, you know, passive income, you know, passive that you kind of got to work on, but, uh, but I wanted enough passive income coming in every month by the time I was 30 to pay off my mortgage. That was what I was after. I was like, seems like people are happy when they're done paying off their mortgage. So I figured if I don't have to worry about the mortgage payment, life's going to be kind of good, right? Remember, I'm 21. I don't know what the heck's going on this time. Right. So I went out and I flipped the property. I bought it, I rehabbed it, and I, I fixed it up, I flipped it. And I did make a little bit of a profit, not bucket loads of money, but I did make some money. But quickly I realized, I'm like, man, that was silly. Like I'm trying to get this passive income thing and pay off my mortgage every month by the time I'm 30, but then the type of strategy I used got me no closer to that goal. And ever since then, it's made it very clear to me that you have to understand what you're after and then build the portfolio that's going to get you there. Because a real estate portfolio, depending on how it's built, can take you to 10 different destinations. Which one is it for you? Build the portfolio for you. So yeah, if one like jumped out, that would be the most Decide what that freaking destination is first and then see which strategy is going to take you there. Exactly. Exactly. Do it the other exactly. Way. Don't do it my way. I did it backwards. I set the destination and then did something that got me not one single step closer. And it was a lot of work to do it. I'm like, wow, that was backwards. But you got started. That's, yes. That's, that's the thing, right? You can always change course. So you took action, you got started. That's what most people never do. That's good stuff, Nick. And the other thing that's one of my pet peeves that I see over and over again is the what you alluded to, the analysis paralysis and learning every freaking strategy there is in the book and then trying to do, well, first of all, probably doing nothing or trying to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, yeah. and not getting really good at one thing, right? Yeah, it's amazing. And, and we do it in so many avenues that like, as soon as something's working for us, we're often like, let's go try something else. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, well, you know what, and it, you were talking about Dan Kennedy before, and you know, Dan Kennedy talked about that same speech that he gave the magnetic marketing one on his success tour. He's told that story 1 billion times, I'm sure. Yeah. But, you know, there's value to figuring out what works for you. And then just plotting away at it. It's not sexy. It doesn't make good for, for good social media posts because you're doing the same thing over and over again. But man, if you figure out something that works for you and you can uh, create repeatable results for yourself, why, why fix what ain't broke, right? Yeah, no, very, very well said. Nick, I, I told you before we jumped on the call, these things 
run real fast. I mean, keeping it to 17 minutes means we zip right through. So we're going to wrap up here in about a minute and a half. But before we do, I know you guys, you know, provide phenomenal resources and training and all sorts of good stuff. So if somebody's interested in finding out more about you and what you guys do, what should they do? Best place to go is www.rockstarinnercircle.com. It's just how you hear it. Rockstarinnercircle.com. And then there's yeah, there's articles, videos, podcasts, whatever they, if they need anything that can be useful there, that would be the place to check it out. A few of our books are up there if they want them for like, like as giveaways, all that stuff. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Now you guys are based in, in Southern Ontario, but the, do you work with people all over the place or just focus primarily on folks in your neck of the woods? We do. As part of the coaching program that we do, we, we do have members like right across Canada. It's not a big focus of ours, but because of the, what we're doing anyways, it's some people have gone, you know, have been like, hey, guys, I don't care that you're there because within Southern Ontario, we're handholding people like on the streets. Right. right. So we're out on the streets with them across Canada. We can't do that. So some people are like, that's fine. I just want the information anyways. And they're they're interested in that. But yeah, so our our subscriber base for that type of thing is right across Canada. So there's, we we try to you know provide as much value as possible that's applicable anywhere. And then, but they, the business and the coaching is geared primarily towards the people in Southern Ontario. What do you think is like the you know people come to you obviously with an itch that they want to scratch? What do, what do you think is the biggest problem you help people solve? You know, I think people are a lot more comf- comfortable getting started when they feel like they have a support system behind them. Right. So I remember when I first my bought my first property, I I was left the lawyer's office. I was driving along the 401 and I I almost just started bawling. Like I had just tears, like I had that knot in my stomach. I'm like, what did I do? I just spent all the money in the world on my like the worst property. I felt alone, you know, that type of stuff. And I think people a lot of people want to get started and they don't know where to where to where to start. And you know, just like you, how you hand hold people's hands and you help them. I think a lot of people are like, hey, look. You know, once I have this support system, it gives me the confidence and the ability to move forward, feel like I know where I'm going because I'm following a proven path and not trailblazing. Right. And not going alone. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Fantastic. Nick, it's been a lot of fun. And again, if you want to find out more about Nick Carrazza and, and what he and the rest of the rock stars do, check out Rockstar Inner Circle. We'll have that link in the show notes. Thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Dave. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits Podcast. And if you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at Investor Attraction Demo. Dot com. Take care.